cousin internet, it's me, cousin Todd, with Mama's Comedy Show, and with me is cousin James. Hello. And cousin Cody. Hello. Uh, James was just talking about showing her son's friends her boobies. No, they misunderstood. They thought I had invited them to see my burlesque show when I had invited them to see Mama's show. That would be a bold move. <laughs> to invite <laughs> to invite your your son's kids to come son's see yeah. oh yeah well, your son's kids he doesn't your grandchildren your grandchildren invite your grandchildren to your burlesque if i'm show. still doing burlesque when i have grandchildren they're gonna come watch it damn it oh they're gonna come all right um no actually i had a show last the geriatric night. <laughs> i had a show last night and we went and saw thanks killing you were there i saw um that. beforehand and didn't have time obviously to take xander home so he just hung out at the lawn at the venue while we did our show played guitar Hung out like a fancy art kid. Was he Was he there all night? I was out at the beer tent. He was at the venue. Oh, oh okay, okay. Yeah, okay. and the little lawn of fabulousness. Got That's it. the black venue. Okay. What did you think of the show? Thanks, Thanks Killing. Thanks Killing? Mm-hmm. I really enjoyed it. I thought it was really I well thought, done. Was that, was that, was the music local? It's all original music. I don't know if it's local, but it's... Or, or did someone create the show and... The guys who were doing the show saw the movie and then turned it into a friend show. Right, so but do those it, guys it, it live might, here? I think it might be. Because the music was really good. Music was, it was really, really good. well done. Um, and the, the, the inside jokes after a while were pretty fun. The turkey was great. Yeah, I heard a lot of people uh, complain about the, the death of the slut, like that scene. Oh, Okay. Yeah, and I was like, uh, okay, yeah. It's fringe. That's when you do obscene stuff. He, it, you want to tell Cody? Yeah, okay. Uh, I've seen the movie, so I mean, I'm aware of the plot yeah, and everything. Oh, okay. So. Does the, is it the same? The, like, the turkey? I haven't, I haven't seen the musical but you yet. You saw the but, movie? All yeah, the oh, yeah, get seen, killed off by the yeah. turkey? Yeah. yeah. The turkey it, takey, or, the, or the takey. The turkey uh, does, talks throughout the whole movie, and it's like animated, but yeah. like a weird CGI How animation. How does the turkey kill the whore? God, it's been... Probably four years since I've seen the movie, so okay. I, I can't remember so in, that scene in the play, as vividly. She's she's getting fucked by this dude from behind, and the turkey comes up behind and slashes the guy's throat. Oh, and, and then, then he starts. Yeah, no, no, that is in the movie. And then yeah. he fucks her. Yeah, that's and, in the movie. But but here's what was was. But I, how he kills her is he just snaps her neck. But what I loved about it was, all right, so yeah, the song was great. He's basically butt fucking her, and then she steps out of the scene. Mm-hmm. And does this ballad about what type of person she is mm-hmm. and about her life. And I, it was hysterical. It was yeah. really, Because really he's good. still in the background going through the motions <laughs> fucking her. And his long dangling turkey balls was hysterical. Yeah. Oh, um, but the singers were great. Yeah. I thought all the, the timing of the com- Girl was comedy. hot. They all, they, I think they both were. The, the virgin had huge tits. Uh, I I, don't, I didn't notice. She wore a, uh, a turtleneck. <laughs> I was too busy looking uh, into her Freddie, eyes. Uh, yeah. Freddie Ruiz, who is the, uh, who's Billy. He's, yeah. Oh my God! He was in Simpleton last year. He was Trump. He's totally my French crush. He just he just nails mm-hmm. any role that he gets, and he's so good at it. Real, um, and he's very humble and sweet, and like you know, very thankful for what he does. And he's he's a really cool kid. Yeah, that's that's one of my bucket lists to see uh, for this French. I I have I was telling Todd earlier. I haven't seen. Uh, as many shows as I wanted to see so it's far. It's hard this year. Nobody, there are I don't so think, I mean, many. Well, I also got really broke right as the week started, yeah. and so I had to wait till I get pay, uh, got paid today. And you're volunteering, from, right? Nobody, yeah, yeah, yeah. nobody knows what we're talking about. Like if they're not from Orlando, that's true. Unless they've been to Unless other fringe Canadian. festivals in like uh, yeah, yeah. Scotland, there's LA. Or, there actually is one in Tampa now. There's yeah. one in Chicago. There's there's, there's actually a lot there's more. There's a bunch of fringe festivals, but we're just talking about a, a turkey butt fucking. <laughs> that's true. So there's an international fringe festival that happens every year here in Orlando uh, in May, and it's actually the longest running now in the world, isn't it? 
No, I think Edinburgh still beats Edinburgh? it out. Edinburgh? Uh, or Ed- Edinburgh, sorry. Uh, um, um, Edinburgh! But we have over 140 shows this year, and it's it's, as a person who's producing a show... The ticket sales all around have been low because it's being spread so much. Right. Yeah. Um, the also, first night was hard. The second, you know, last. Well, you're doing a burlesque show. If you, if it's not hard, you're not <laughs> doing it right. <laughs> well, if you don't have an audience, that it's it's difficult. You to just do need a show. one guy in a trench coat, and you can do your show. Well, you, you it, it's hard for the the spaces that are so far out. Like there is yeah, uh, what the is. Breakthrough Theater. Breakthrough actually has been selling out all their shows, but they're a smaller theater and they have their own uh, patron base. That's so they've true. done really well. My show is a little harder because it's it's a satellite bring your own venue space, but it also has its own bar and it has food. So mm. there's you know there's draws, but it's just hard to get people off that main campus. So yeah. the, we'll see what they do next year if they decrease the numbers. I, there's or, already talk. So um, the Fringe Festival used to be downtown Orlando, and the thing that they empty storefronts. Yeah, that was cool. They they called it uh, Gourmet Theater on Paper Plates, and I mm-hmm. love that because yeah. it was basically what used to be a Kinko's was now yeah. gutted out, and they filled it with pipe and drape. And sack it was, used to be uh, a venue. Yeah, yeah I, know, I know that. Yeah, so yeah. speaking of the sack being a venue, this kind of comes back to, to mamas in a way. Um, I did a show. It was very, like, I used to write a few shows a year, and mm-hmm. I would put them on, and, and I wrote this show called The Tree. And it was a very, like, sweet, heartwarming story. Um, Michelle, uh, my ex, was in it. Um, she's incredible. Uh, and the entire Fringe Festival was, uh, what was that area called? Like by the Science Center. Oh, Lock Haven Park. Yeah, Lock Haven mm-hmm. Park. Um, and we were in the venue next to SAC, the theater garage, oh, which yeah. was so far away that from is, everybody. Oh, That's yeah. really far away, And though. you don't have any say in where your venue is. So they were like, oh, yeah, don't worry. We have buses that will take people to your venue. Yeah. Like, no one wants to well, fucking like get Savoy. on a bus. Yeah. yeah, Savoy this year and Parliament House last year. Yeah. Parliament House didn't come back this year. Um, but... Now they've changed it a little bit to where when you bid to put yourself into the lottery to hopefully be chosen, you bid for the venue that you want to be a part of. That makes sense. As far as like how big the seating is. There's a mm-hmm. couple of theaters in each tier, so you bid on which tier you want to be in. And then right. now the bring-your-own-venue places choose their own shows. So if you're in the lottery, you won't be put into one of those bring-your-own-venue shows or oh. venues anymore. So, well, we, I did this really sweet show that I thought was like – like heartwarming and personal and you should do it again we uh th- there was a reviewer in town like our first we struggled i did a show in that space too we struggled to get anyone in there because mm-hmm. it was so far away and um the second week or it was like right in the middle of the week what we was the name a, of your show the tree okay uh a reviewer uh bobby bell uh-huh. was a reviewer he came to see the show he was sitting in the back and at the end of the show, he walked down to the cast and shook everyone's hand, and he was crying, and he was like, you guys, that tore me up. That Aww. was beautiful. And I was just going, oh, thank you, thank you. But inside, I was going, fuck yeah, we're going to get a review, we're going to get people in here. There was no review. Mm. And like the second week in The Fringe, he had mentioned that like the paper assigns what shows they review. Mm-hmm. Mm. And ours wasn't on the list. He just came to see it because he knew someone in the cast. And, um, and I was like, fuck. Yeah, that's and changed I said, now, too. I guarantee you. I was like, I, I fucking guarantee if I did a show full of dick jokes yep. and duty humor, yep. this place would be packed. And the very next year, I did a show called Duty Humor, and we sold out. Yep. And we sold out for like six years. 
yeah. of doing different duty humor shows. It has gotten a little bit more variety now too. So it, it's not just that. And what's funny is when we first started, um, when I first started doing burlesque was the first show uh, called red light. And that was only the, the only burlesque show other than varieties, which excuse me, I don't even consider burlesque and blue doesn't either. It's more of a dance company. Right. And that sold out every single show. And then it started to get a couple more and a couple more and a couple more. And now we have a visiting burlesque group and we have groups around town that are always doing shows, but then they also do shows during Fringe, like my mm. group. So last year there were seven different burlesque groups. And that was just like wow. a lot of titties. A lot of titties. So it's like if you're going to go see a burlesque show, which one are you going to see? Yeah. So now there's actually year, a category for burlesque at uh, this yeah. point. And now it's it's gone back down to five. Um, and again, some of them I really wouldn't consider burlesque, but I guess if there's another category. Yeah. Um, Unless your corsets <laughs> and cuties. <laughs> who are amazing. And our two reviews yeah. we've gotten were great. Your mom and your dad reviewed nope. it now. Well, um, I'll tell yes. you, uh, Orlando has, uh, and I'm not just saying it because uh, you know I live here, but like Orlando has one of the best fringes that I've yeah. seen. I, and I've only been to two because I went yeah. to Chicago in 2013 for the fringe and they'd only been around maybe a year or two at this point mm-hmm. but they had everything so spread out the venues yeah. were real yeah. rough um i'm sure it's probably how it started out with orlando when they were first doing it but we were on uh our shows were done out of a church on the very top floor oh of this basketball old old church that had no ac circulation yep that's uh, how the original ones were done and, yeah. and there was a, we were in a basketball court like up on the wow. very top floor of this place, and uh, we were doing Little Women, the rap musical. I love that show. Such a fun show, mm-hmm. and it was just real tough though to get anybody up there, mm-hmm. and like the audiences were so minimal, and there was no like central location for other artists to yeah. meet or to know where any other shows were like happening. Here, it's such a community. Yeah, yeah, like I, I don't think I saw any other show, and it's not because I didn't have time. It's just because there the was no indication yeah. as yeah. to where other venues we were. Are, yeah, we are really spoiled with um, Michael Marinasio. <clears throat> he, he and his team, uh, even Alana coming on this year um, after George Wallace left, they're. They are they are a well oiled machine, and they don't just do the festival; they run it year round. Yeah. yeah. So they've always got something going on, and they've always got people, you know, hobnobbing and talking and fundraising. And we're very spoiled. So and they, we're very lucky. They they uh, they brag about the Orlando Fringe Festival, saying you know it's it's the largest unjuried mm-hmm. festival, and what that means. And a friend of mine actually brought up a really good point. He's like, "Why are they bragging about it being unjuried? It's because actually a big deal." No, but juried means, like, if you wanted to do the New York Fringe, you have to send your script and any reviews if you've done the show before. And the judges or the people who make the decision look at it and say, mm. this looks like a quality piece. Mm-hmm. Okay, you're allowed. Or this looks like shit. So they're wow. like, or- Orlando brags about not knowing what the quality is going to be of the shows you're going to yep. see. They literally put the titles of the shows and the producer into a bingo spinner. Yeah. And they pull the shows live. On a live stream of what and, shows are going and I've in what seen, venue. And I've I never know when shit. to sign up or where to sign up, and I really want to do a you, show. You yeah. know what's funny? I'll tell you about it later yeah. on. But it's funny. Um, Chase actually said, "You never know if you're going to pay ten dollars and see the most amazing thing that could change your life, yeah. or you're going to pay ten dollars and go, well, that was ten dollars." Yeah, yeah. And I want to create a show that is that latter reaction. Yeah. I want to create a show where. Oh, you there's ex- a couple this year. Oh, I just want I want people to go in with the idea that it's going to be a real sentimental piece, and yeah. then it's just the you worst shitting show. on stage. Oh yeah, it's, and it's called like uh, uh, 
the mistake or something, you know, something real vague. <laughs> yeah. And it's just like, oh, the mistake was I bought a ticket to this show. Yeah. But, you know, it may only get a little bit of people in the first, but it's like at the end, it's like, don't tell anybody. Yeah, it, make them sign non-disclosures. You have, there's a show this year that has people sign non-disclosures. No. Really? Yep. So we, my friend Brad and I, we talked about doing something similar in the past. We talked about doing a show where we guarantee an emotional response. <laughs> like we guarantee what that emotion is response. we ain't gonna tell you and then we basically come out at the start of the show and go hey so we have the space for an hour there's no show thank you for your money you can leave whenever you want no refunds i heard about yep. your show and then people people go hey i no, but seriously i want my money this is bullshit and like you just let them you work them up so they're and so the mad thing, and then you're like there's your emotional reaction and what's funny is there'll be people who go they were brilliant. They were fucking brilliant. I've seen it again and again. You know, <laughs> the the other show. Those. And this seems like it would actually be more fringe. And this was a friend of mine going, oh, I have to do a show and I don't know what to do. And I was like, this is what you do. You walk on stage and you put a gun to your head and you look at the audience. You say, talk me out of it. Mm. And you make the audience talk you out of killing yourself. And then once they've done that. That'd be so touchy in Orlando you, right now. Oof. You walk back and you pull a curtain away and you see a little girl tied up with duct tape, you know, because now I'm going to kill her. Oh, my God, Todd. <laughs> <laughs> there is something seriously wrong with it's you. It's like, good job. You've murdered another one. <laughs> <laughs> there, there is no cure for hatred in this world. Um, That's the name of this movie, or the, the show. Yeah, <laughs> a cure for hatred. Oh, you're welcome. Flowers for Algernon. Uh, um, <laughs> but it's, it's also a very big honor to be a part of it because it's a whole different community than just being a part of the regular theme park community or, you know, theater community. Yep. It's definitely a family atmosphere that's unlike any other. And then every year it's a whole family reunion and then bringing on new people and surprise hits of the festival, surprise going, huh, what was that about kind of things of the festival? I saw a show last night that, that kind of stuck with me. It's a one-woman show and it was called Sex Ed. And mm-hmm. I went because I went with she a She got a great review. Um, it's very personal. She yeah. put, I mean, she put a lot out there yeah. of herself, but it, she also, this girl had a beautiful voice mm-hmm. and yeah, she I did heard some about, songs, yeah. beautiful voice. She was very funny. Mm-hmm. Actually, uh, like very much reminded me of Michelle. And I mm. said that when we left, I didn't say it to her. Mm-hmm. Um, but, uh, but just her facial expressions mm-hmm. and her willingness to look silly. Mm-hmm. Um, but, uh, it was really good. It just took a turn that you're not expecting. Oh. And then I was like, oh, so I talked to her a little bit afterwards. (laughs) I had a midnight show on Thursday and um, we were very lucky to have a a bunch of artists come to our show. You know, towards the end of Fringe, a whole bunch of us will like be like, artists, come to our show. We just want people in the seats, you know, that kind of a thing. And we'll do like trades for comps or whatever. And one of them came up afterwards and was like, I don't know what I was expecting. Your title, Courses and Cuties, kind of gave me an idea that it was like a formal kind of a straight laced kind of a show. (laughs) Ha ha laced. He's like, but that was so much fun. It was like having a party. It was so great. You guys are silly and sexy and funny, and it was so great. And I was like, yes. I have a really confused boner right now. <laughs> <laughs> I just thought that was like the best compliment to to like give somebody a completely different experience than what they were expecting and have it be a positive one too. Have you have you ever gotten a really confused boner? Confused boner. Oh yeah. Oh, Josh texts me all the time on his way to work. He's just driving and he has a boner. Well, you know He's what's like, weird mm. is like nine a.m. If I get up early, like, because I always have a boner when I wake up, but if I get up early, the boner's not there, but then I could be driving in the car, yeah. and then 9 a.m., I'm like, hey, good morning. Oh, what? what we're fucking up? Uh, okay. <laughs> so I was mimicking my boner right now with my, my whole arm. <laughs> Your whole arm. That was yeah. very generous. That's exactly the size of my dong. I got one you one wish. time while reading a really sad Facebook post. <laughs> 
I, I was very confused. I was like, Maybe why? It was, it was, it was uh, getting hard to commiserate <laughs> with you and comfort you. It, it, no, it it's had like, tears. hey, buddy, don't be sad. Jerk me off. It, it had tears glad. coming out of its eye. I made a rhyme. <laughs> it's like, uh, all right, I guess this is, this is, I need to do this now. <laughs> um, I've, had a, I've had a weird thing where, um, like, a girl I was dating, this is going to sound, like, really horrible, Girl, I was dating. As opposed to everything else a, you say. Yeah, but this is like real life. She was having a really bad day, and like she was upset and she was crying, and I just had my arm around her. I think you told us this. I just had my arm around her, like it's okay, it's okay. And then I felt like that movement in my pants, <laughs> and I was like, oh shit, this isn't a good time. <laughs> Inconvenient, but oh, that's the song in um and spelling bee, my unfortunate direction. Oh my god, I just because I was like, I don't want her to know about it, but also like, if I could somehow turn this towards sex that'd be, that'd be great too but but then i was like let me comfort you yeah with pleasure that's okay that's i okay. had a girlfriend that i could not not ha- like cuddle or whatever without yeah. having one and i was like uh, she was like seriously right now we just got home and i was like i'm not trying that's such a to compliment. I, like, yeah. I know i was like how why are you mad oh i find gosh. you attractive that is so like a compliment for real yeah i wouldn't imagine if you didn't get a boner every time you touched her when you get older, it'll happen. I uh, it's never, it's never <laughs> I took to several Viagra. When you get older, it'll happen. My um, arms won't go down. So <laughs> I, I was on a first date with a girl. Last uh, week? And no, no, no. And, and um, this, was, this was a while ago. We went to Lake Eola, and we went under the pagoda. Oh, yeah, I've kissed the, under there. It's like a movie moment. Yeah. It's is like that a, the, the, on the right, like by the park? Where Panera is. It's like the little Japanese-looking. Yeah yeah, 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 yeah. So we're sitting in there. We're all alone. We're overlooking the lake. The Slight fountain breeze, is going. Ruffling her hair. That's yeah, beautiful. It, it is seriously and, like a movie moment. And she, homeless guy throws up. <laughs> and, she's, and she said, "Will you dance with me?" And I was like, Aww. "Yeah, sure." <laughs> First date. So we're slow dancing under this pagoda, and then my dick just starts pushing her away from me. <laughs> and I was like, "Oh god!" Like it's noticeable at that point. So I'm like, I just have to apologize for it. What would be right. even better is if she was just booty dancing on you. <laughs> it wasn't even, like slow dancing. What would be even better <laughs> is if her dick started pushing you away. <laughs> yeah. At that point, I would have just went, oh. Oh, we're oh, talking. Now we're talking. <laughs> um, going back to fringe stuff, um, you're talking about the reviews. I just popped in my head. The cool thing um, that's kind of evolved from you know learning the ropes and going through the courses of making it better each year for performers and uh, patrons is um there's several publications in town that have like a crack team of reporters that go out and see as many shows as they can and like the first three days of the festival they even go to like the previews of the tech runs and within the first three or four days there's like a hundred and Twenty shows reviewed. Although and done. I, I don't know how I feel about reviewing a tech run. Well, that's up to the artist. That's up to the artist to provide uh, a ready to go show, and that's they know it can be touch or go. And honestly, last year I let them review my tech run, and we had some things that go wrong, and it was my own fault. And yeah. she did call it out, so I, I couldn't fault her on that. I faulted her on something else. But um, this year they actually came to a, their, our second performance, and it was a great review. So it's up to the performer if they want the tech run reviewed but um there's several publications in town and they see a lot of shows and they do yeah. a lot of hard work to get that out and most of them are quite positive i mean i don't know if it's the caliber of work that's out there but they you know they i feel like they've I, i've seen they some are definitely that were positive 
There was one, uh, there was a show that my friend saw last year, which is what inspired me to do a really shitty show. Yeah. Uh, it was. They'll call somebody out, though. It was, a, it was like a bring your own venue, and there was like a cast member that showed up late and had like Burger King on Shut the stage up. or whatever last year in the show. And like, uh, I think it was Matt was it Palm an, that it, wrote it. Yeah, Matt Palm's and awesome. And he tried to spin it in a positive way, but it was just like, it was fun, but it was like, you could tell it was just like the worst description of a show. Like the show, like there was a bunch of people that had called out and stuff of the show. Like oh. there were people that just had dropped out of the show was in the mid-run. Was it like a show or? It was like a weird dance show. There was something about... Um, these girls dressed up as swans dancing in like po- buckets of water that were like they were standing in. It was a really weird show. That's I, he would have though. to, yeah. yeah. I mean, was, a lot of times the reviews will end with saying, well, that's fringe. Wah, yeah. I, I think it was in the white venue. I'll have to ask my friend Greg because he was the one that told me about it and I read the review and it was bonkers. I mean, I it was say, ridiculous. The white venue is in a weird location and the signage for it was horrible. I saw a show there. I'm mm-hmm. trying to uh, remember. So we did Zombie Girlfriend, the, the Duty Humor play. In the uh, orange oh. room. Yeah, Ooh. the big, big one. That was you. Ooh. That was you, Don't son of a that. bitch. Um, we no. did the, uh, yeah, in the orange venue that was, uh, for those of you who don't know what that sound was, Cody was rubbing his pubic hair on the microphone. Um, <sighs> Again with you. <laughs> the, um, the orange the, venue is interesting because. We, we sold out the orange venue. Did you um, buy really? the entire space or it did was you just buy the seats? Yeah. And, but we also had a really good. Or reputation the with, people in the show were so great humor. yeah um, the show that i saw of that people got up and left it made me so happy because i knew it was like it oh, was of, that kind of material oh of zombie girlfriend yeah, yeah 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 um but the the year after i moved to what's the one right next to it it's a hundred seater the blue it's where ferris bueller is this yellow venue. oh no that's yellow, uh, yellow yeah yeah I loved that venue. Oh, that, yeah. That venue is really good for like a, a sit and watch show, yes. not something that's going to be interactive or moving around too much. Ferris Bueller was great. I liked it a lot. Yeah. Well, that, we were talking about this earlier, and I was like, yeah, the, they are using the movie script, mm-hmm. which is great. Yeah. And mm-hmm. all of their performances were so spot on yeah. to the movie that Cameron I was like. Cameron was so good. You can't really. Brett, yeah. I, I've invited him to play here with us, yeah. too. Um, the, yeah. Everyone was so spot on that I was like, how can you go wrong? Like, yeah. You're, you're recreating Jason the movie. was yeah. so perfect as yeah. the principal for his. I was I complimented him afterwards because his, his American accent it's was funny. really really it's good really though. Funny. He sounded exactly like that child molester who played yeah. <laughs> part of Rooney. the movie. Um, the, I don't. Who's the uh, who was playing the assistant principal? Oh, I don't know. She was great. She no. was she was hysterical. Her Minnesota accent was wonderful. Oh yeah, yeah. For it sure. gave me an awkward boner. Awkward, <laughs> uh, inconvenient boner. Um, that's the documentary. She played a couple of characters, I think, but her, her state, her mannerisms of just like pushing that card on over yeah. and over was really funny. There's a couple things in, in Thanks Killing too, like the, with the off and on, the characters on, you know, and, uh, going on stage and changing on stage and then like the sets piece, pieces being moved by text or whatever. And they totally calling it out. That's kind of stuff that I dig. Mm-hmm. I mean, cause it's not obviously taking itself too seriously. Yeah. No, I, I like that. I like that they, it was very tongue in cheek and it was mm-hmm. very. Our show is tongue in cheek too. You just decide which cheek you want to put your tongue in. <laughs> I'm gonna use that tomorrow night. In? in? You put a your tongue in your Do cheek. Do you have a hole in your butt cheek? Do you have like gauge butt cheeks? If you spread your butt cheeks, you know you, you can, can actually there. do that. You can actually get gauge uh, gauges in your butt cheeks, I'm pretty sure. Please don't do that. There's people that put gauges in their cheek oh, on I have their face seen that. and you can see through to see their ah, teeth. It's fucked up. It's stupid. It's easy to brush though. Hmm. You stick the toothbrush in all the, the hole through. in your cheek. Yeah. You can you can put <clears throat> something right there, yeah. like a bone, just all, all the, the way through. All what the other ruins ruins eating soup. I took um. the kids to Kids <laughs> Fringe last year. It's not doing anything. Yeah, 
if you get if you get an email, it makes a sound. Oh, um, I did Kids Fringe. They have a lot of really cool stuff that they set up for the kids. Some of the um, like musical shows will come out and do like instrumental numbers or have the kids play instruments. That's really fun. Yeah. Hmm. And my um, daughter bought a piece of art from uh, Visual Fringe. I saw Ominous oh, George. Nice. Mm-hmm. Oh, I heard that was really good. Um, it, it's it's like a rock and roll <laughs> show. Some of the cast is coming tonight. Oh, cool! Yeah, um, I know uh, Steve Schneider. Yeah, Steve. Yeah. Now Steve used to be a reviewer, mm-hmm. um, and he loved Duty Humor. He like, did the show that Matt Horho was in a couple years ago. He um, he loved our Duty Humor shows because, and so Duty Humor. For those of you who haven't ever heard me talk about it, it was a sat- satirical sketch comedy show. Mm-hmm. Like we didn't really have duty. Like we it did was so non PC. We did inappropriate jokes, but it always had to have a point mm-hmm. in the end. Like I would liken it more to South Park, um, mm-hmm. where we're going to make fun of something, but there's going to be a message behind it. Um, and we were worried before our first show that the audience wasn't going to get it. Um, and it was an urge that I had to fight because you want to kind of try to hit them over the head with your point so that they don't think you're terrible. Mm-hmm. But I was like, I just have to trust that they're smart. And it was scary as shit. Like the cast was actually nervous because we had a whole thing on Auschwitz that that we were that we were sponsored by this company, and they were running commercials through our show. And one of them was for Auschwitzland theme park, <laughs> and it was like the, the slogan was "It's a gas." <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> and you just hear everybody go, "Oh man!" Um, but uh, thankfully, we got reviewed by the Weekly and the Sentinel that mm-hmm. year, and both reviewers were like smart, edgy comedy. Uh, yeah. and, and we were like, phew, they that, got it. <laughs> that gave us a little bit more leeway with the next show. Yeah. But, uh, Steve actually, cause he's not writing reviews anywhere Mm-mm. anymore yet. The uh, best feeling in the world is when you put your labor and your love and your blood and your sweat and your tears and you have all your friends doing it with you and somebody gets it. Yeah. It's like giving birth to something mm-hmm. and, and everybody telling you what a great, beautiful baby you so have. Yeah, like you're you know? saying, you have to stick to it if you pussy yeah. out of the, yeah, the you, whole idea of it. Or if you yeah. back down from what your intent is, then people are going to walk all over you and they're like, well, if you don't believe in it, why should we? And if you pull a punch for one thing, if you're like, okay, we're going to make an Auschwitzland joke, but we can't make a joke about you know uh, the gay community. Then people go, well, why are you singing yeah. out who is okay to make fun of and yeah. who is not okay yeah. to make fun of? It's like everybody um, has to be a target. Our second show actually started off with uh, protesters outside of the building who were protesting because we didn't make fun of black people in the first show. And by not making fun of black people, we were segregating them from our circle of comedy hate. And so uh, we, I said uh, – like we were like, we don't have a black cast member? And we looked around and we're like, no, no shit, we don't. And then I said – Wait a minute, Ruben. I walked off stage and brought in our friend Ruben, who was a, a cast member at that point, who was wearing a loincloth. Oh yeah, I remember Afro this. wig, and I brought him in like with a chain around his neck. <laughs> and, and, and I said, "This one's been in my family for generations." <laughs> it was so great, and everyone was like, "Yeah, but can he be funny?" And we all stop and look at him, and he looks at us and goes. <laughs> and we're like, "Yay!" <laughs> and that man now works for Steve Harvey. Yeah. He's, oh, he's shit. killing it. Yeah. yeah. That's awesome. Um, but uh, Steve Schneider, the, the guy that we were talking mm-hmm. about, actually, last night I saw him at the beer tent and mm-hmm. he said, We really need duty right now. Yeah. <laughs> and I was like, Oh, that's like, it's nice that it, yeah. after all this time, people still think about it. Yeah. And um, somebody came up to me after our show. She had won tickets to my show at a event or whatever. She's like, Do you remember me? And I'm like, Remind me. And I'm packing up because you have 10 minutes to get out of your space. Yeah. Um, and, uh, she's like, I, I got the tickets from this, you know, other thing. And I was like, Oh, Oh, oh I'm so glad that you came out. Cause you never know if somebody's going to show up with them. Yeah. And she's like, I just wanted to say that it was so nice seeing somebody 
just do what you do and just go for it. And I mean, I'm a bigger girl and yeah. I parade around on stage in my underwear, plain and simple. Was she a bigger girl? She was a bigger girl. And okay. she was like, you know, I, I'm very self-conscious and I train and I try and, you know, make myself feel better about myself. And you just do it. You just go out there. And I'm like, honey, it didn't start out that way. When I started the show, I was just the MC. I didn't perform with my girls. And then I started doing the group numbers. And then I started, okay, maybe I'll do a solo. And then it was just last year that I, I went down to Pasties for the first time. And it wasn't in my group. It was with another group of girls that was an all plus size burlesque group. And I was like, shit, people are coming to see them. I'll do it too. Yeah. And it just, it's a gradual thing, but it's really cool to see that somebody else kind of gets that message. It's like working your girl into butt sex. Yeah, slowly. you can't just start off. You know, you gotta you gotta hint them in. You know, start eating Nutella yeah. more often. You know, start <laughs> using like those uh, Dunkaroos and everything. And really start getting the idea put in. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> now I've got an inconvenient boner. <laughs> <laughs> that's the name of this show, isn't it? Inconven- inconven- no, it's going to be Orlando International Fringe Festival since that's all we've talked about. And then I'll put inconvenient boner. So we've got some ideas for next year already. It's kind of exciting. Yeah. And but my son is in it this year. You have to get into it. My son actually That's has... Uh, what you should say about anal as well. Okay. I just said my son yeah. and you said anal. I know. Um, and you said your son. But he's in teen boner. fringe. Well, so your friends have... are coming. His friends are coming, right? His kids? No. no. <laughs> Shut up. Um, but there are ways. Like, if people don't get into the actual drawing, then you start appealing to the bring your own venues. Yeah. And the good thing is that they do choose their own shows. Yeah, but like, of the but bring your own But you take the venues, good, you take the bad. Yeah. I, I don't think either there's two there bring venues right Mm-mm, there's the four of life st matt's uh, uh the venue um breakthrough theater and savoy i i don't know breakthrough theater or savoy breakthrough theater is on fairbanks yeah it, breakthrough theater is probably like a mile from there yeah it's not savoy too far. is right around the corner it's probably like five minutes it's oh, yeah. right up orange on uh, at on the fairbanks. end of orange and fairbanks right are they, past are the they doing okay there they're selling out and is it a venue venue it yeah. is a venue it's, it's a full-time a theater. theater but it's a 40 seater so it's good for smaller shows but they're yeah. selling out all their shows because it's 40 seats they're a regular venue and they have regular patrons so oh, whatever's right. playing there they're gonna go and see it yeah um and the other shows, uh, or the other places, Savoy is a, a gay club, so they've got a, a like a gay-centric um, show features that are there. So they have that clientele going there. The venue is always going to be the spot in town to see burlesque. Yeah. And then there's eclectic, different kind of funky shows there. So that's kind of the, you know, kind of cool place to go if you're going to see something that's a little bit out there but it's still real a, funky. I'm doing a show next year where I'm basically just going to fuck an inflatable dog. You I'm say do that. It in the venue. And then, and then the, you reveal at the very end of the show a girl that's tied up. <laughs> and you say, now I'm going to kill her. <laughs> <laughs> at St. Matt's is where most of the musical shows are. People who have yeah. bands like Omnis George. You saw that there, right? Yeah. yeah. Which uh, I, I... And the show, the show itself, yeah. Joe's makes sense because it's a bar. Mm-hmm. Um, Omnis George, the show was good, mm-hmm. but it space smelled was a like odd. a bar. Yeah. Um, Did that add to the ambiance of it being a rock show, though? No, it's just because I walked in and went, oh, yeah, this is a bar. Yeah. Because uh, it's not like anyone ever walks in and goes, mm, this place smells like a bar. Oh, well, in my show, we actually spray the air with our used panties so it smells like pussy when you come in. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, well, so it's like a fish market. No, <laughs> that's not what Punani smells like. If you're just a clean girl. Just, owner, just just like a whole bucket of fish heads. <laughs> <laughs> you guys smell that? That's today's catch. <clears throat> I'm so weird. <laughs> Who's ready to see us naked? But having done it several different times as a producer, as a performer, as an audience member, patron, mm-hmm. volunteer. I was volunteering right out of high school, so I've been doing... Do you have any new girls in your cast this year? Yeah. Are they single? Uh, one of them just became single, uh-huh. but you've seen her before. Oh. Jen. Oh, no, um, no, never mind. <laughs> new bo- no I, I actually don't remember who she is, but I just... Uh, but yeah, one of, one of my 
girls actually was going to be a fill-in, and she's so great. We just invited her to be a part of the cast, and she she joined us. She was actually in Bill and Ted last year. Oh, hmm. but anyway, um, talking about how things can you know come for full circle, you always try different things, and I know you you know know about the whole marketing side of thing and and trying to get different ideas out there, and you know flowering the lawn and doing all that kind of stuff. And do you do seven shows and try and get as many tickets sold, or do you do four shows and have people try and sell out just those four? It's it's a lesson in yeah. marketing genius one oh one. Well we should we should uh wrap this up. Uh, it was I should, a very informative Yeah, it, it was is informative, but like if the Fringe Festival was next week, we would have done a great job of promoting it. But so maybe we replay this the next next year, right before it. Or I can try to post it tonight. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> I'll I'll try to do it right now. That'd be great. So all right, uh James. Todd what did you learn today? I learned that there's a couple of friend shows inside you that need to come forth. I'm excited about that. <laughs> that might be bigger than your boner. Cody? Uh, I what did l- you? You have to let God damn it. <sighs> Cody. Cody. What did you learn tonight? Do I? Well, now you took too long. Jesus. All right, let me try. Let me try. Hey, Cody. What did you learn tonight? Oh, hey, James. Uh, I learned... Uh, what the fuck? <laughs> <laughs> I learned uh, that the, delivery. the auditions for all of your shows just include a white van with no windows <laughs> and free How candy. How fast you can get a child. <laughs> oh, there was almost an abduction by my daughter's school yesterday. Yeah, I know. But, uh, I mean, really? <laughs> That's interesting. <laughs> <laughs> Zoe would run away from you. That's for damn sure. <laughs> She's been warned. Uh, He's I, back, Mom. <laughs> <laughs> Mr. Todd keep coming by my window. Because yeah, well, if I, I if I come anywhere else, <laughs> there's a drive by, come by. <laughs> all right, was, all yeah. Uh, all right, and I and I <laughs> and I learned something tonight too. What'd you learn, Todd? Uh, I learned that James needs to put towels by her daughter's bedroom window. <laughs> All right, we're Mama's Comedy Show. Asshole. We're here every Friday night at 10 p.m. Uh, hey, if you if if I am able to post this right away, uh, go to the Orlando International French Festival. If uh, if I'm not able to post this right away, or if you're listening to this after the French Festival, make plans for next year. Um, or you shouldn't have listened to this episode. <laughs> um, you can find me Todd on Twitter at Todders or Snapchat Duty Poo Poo D O O D I E P O O P O O, and that's also my Xbox Live Gamer tab tag. Uh, Cody, you're Shrubzy? Yes, H-R-U-B-Z-Y. S-H-R-U-B-Z-Y. Shrubzy. And he's back on Xbox. He's allowed to communicate with people again. For now, but who knows how long that'll last. <laughs> uh, James is at CorsetsandCuties.com. And she's... On Instagram as well. CorsetsandCuties on Instagram. Yep. And we have one more show if you do happen to get this uh, up tonight. We have one more show. We're actually closing out the Black Venue Sunday evening at 9 p.m. You can get tickets at orlandofringe.org. Okay, see you guys next week. Bye. Bye. Bye.